Welcome to the Market Inside Out podcast with Suzanne Longstreet, Emma O'Brien, and Michelle Tresemer. It's time to diffuse the marketing minefield for entrepreneurs. Today's topic is going to be all about diffusing the marketing mind field that we're playing in the games, the mind games that we're playing with ourselves, and why you're making your marketing so hard. Again, my name is Suzanne Longstreet, and I'm the mindset portion of this podcast. Hey there, and I'm Emma O'Brien. I am the message portion of this podcast. And I'm Michelle Tresemer. I'm in charge of digital marketing tactics and strategy. Hey. So Emma, tell us about what marketing used to, what was going on in your world when you first started your business way a few years ago. Yeah. So when I first started my business a few years ago, I thought about marketing my business, right? That was something I had to do. And so in my mind, that meant publishing blogs on my own website. To me, that was the beginning, middle, and end of any marketing effort for my business. And so I would paint away, you know, working on these blog posts. Um, They would take forever and putting them up and it'd be really frustrating and nothing would ever come of it. Clients wouldn't come because of these blogs on my website and I got really frustrated. And so I would throw up my hands in the air and say, I hate marketing. I'm not going to market my business because this sucks and I hate it. And that went on for a while because to me, marketing just meant writing blog posts for my own website. I got no returns from it. It was really hard to do. And so I hated it. Yeah. And, and anything you do with hate is going to yeah. send out an negative energy into the yeah. world. So nobody really wants to read a, writ- a blog written through with a hate, with a hate energy. That's <laughs> I true. Love that. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So what really is marketing? Well, let's start with, so marketing, what you just said is marketing is not just writing a blog. What else is marketing not that people tend to do right now, but think that they're actually marketing? For me, the first thing that I hear a lot from people is just social media, right? We should be on social media. We should be doing social media. Uh, Instagram, everyone's on Instagram. I got to get on Instagram, TikTok. You got to get on TikTok. Everyone's on TikTok now. Uh, you know, I had like a, a 55-year-old CEO friend of mine telling me he was going to get on TikTok. I'm like, what are you talking about? You have a B2B, like, why do you think you need to get on TikTok? Um, so that's what I've been hearing a lot. Just get on social media. What about you, Michelle? Yeah, Emma has said it. You used the phrase that just makes me cringe when people say, I need to do social media. I need to do a blog. It's like, I don't know what that means. And I do this stuff for all day, every day. No clue. It's like, well, what do you mean you need to do that? Maybe you need to, you know, I don't know, talk to your customers, <laughs> maybe improve your product, just throwing it out there. <laughs> it's like, it's a state of mind, right? Or it's it like is. this state of being I want to get to where I'm doing social media. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you a little hint. You guys, social media is not going to make your product suck less. <laughs> Think about that. I'm not kidding. If people try to exchange marketing, what they think marketing is, in place of improving their their process or their program or their product. Go a little deeper on that, Michelle. Hang on a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On. Okay. So when, when people call me, like a lot of times they're trying to go straight to the tactics of what they think marketing is. And we have to roll it back and say, whoa, whoa, marketing, big picture, and Emma knows this really, we all do, it's four Ps, right? Product, price, 
place and promotion. Promotion is last for a reason. You cannot do that piece until your product is solid, right? You've got the price, you know how you're going to deliver it and where you're going to deliver it, which is place. Then you go to promotion. But especially with digital in my world, they think it's doing social media is going to somehow fix the other pieces. So, so when, when they're saying they want to do social media, yeah. what they're doing is going right to the fourth P, which is promotion and not considering the first three P's. Right. If they considered the first three P's and they had a killer product, it was priced correctly. That's half, literally half of your marketing pie done for you already, which makes, you know, promoting it so much easier and painless. So if they're struggling with figuring out what to say, which is where Emma comes in with their message, it's because they haven't done the time and energy to put into the product and the price and then figure out where it's going to go. And then are just trying to figure out, okay, I know, well, they probably start with a product or service, right? You'd hope. (laughs) Okay. I want to be in business. I've got a product or service. And then they get to, okay, now I've got to promote it. It's like, no, no, no. There's two other steps here. Okay. Is it really as simple as that? Like, what are some of the stories that people tell themselves that stop them? Oh my gosh. I hear them all the time. Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, I think when I have conversations with other entrepreneurs who are early in their business or solopreneurs, marketing seems like a big undertaking or a hassle or you've got to learn and it's hard. And so people choose not to do it. Right. So I was speaking to one woman at a lunch and she's like, Oh yeah, I don't really do marketing. I mean, I still get clients. So, you know, I don't really have to market. So one, you, you do have to market, but two, she clearly is marketing because she's getting clients, but she's not counting whatever it is that she's doing as marketing maybe it's through referrals, right? Referral marketing is absolutely a a piece of marketing. You know, maybe it's um, through, uh, you know, I I don't know. Maybe people came through search through her website. Maybe it is randomly on social media. Um, The fact is, if you are kind of getting clients, you are doing some form of marketing. You know, your product is out there. It's in the right place. People are seeing you. So I think, you know, when we think do marketing, do social media, sometimes we think that it's like this huge undertaking and it's big and it's going to be hard and I don't have time for that. I got to work, you know, on my business when actually there's all these things that are marketing and a lot of them are little things you're doing anyway. So if you did them with some intention, you could get some really good returns and and feel good that you are marketing your business. Can I give an example that's a little different? When I was starting after college, you know, you do job counseling, like how to get a job, and they gave us the best advice, and it's actually marketing advice. Let's say you're applying for a job, and you meet them at a coffee shop, right? You do a lunch meeting to to interview and kind of meet the team. They gave me the best advice, and they said, clean your car. And I was like, what do you mean clean my car? Like, oh my God. And as uh, someone who now hires, I do look, is their car clean? Is it full of trash? Because I don't want someone managing my projects if they cannot manage the state of the interior of their car. Okay, that is marketing. How your car looks. It doesn't have to be brand new, but it needs to be well taken care of, organized. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, that is marketing. It's the way your hair looks. It's do you have dirty fingernails? All of that gives the whole package of what you're offering. I love that because how you do anything is how you do everything. So if you're looking at something, somebody, and if their car, they can't keep their car clean or running and they can't um, get 
arrive on time and they mm -hmm. they're constantly at the last minute then you know that that's a pretty good indicator of how they're going to be every and everything so they extrapolate might tell you yeah uh, extrapolate that to business sorry go ahead <laughs> yeah no, go ahead absolutely they'll and they will tell you this is a thing that we talk about in um, the world of neurolinguistic programming people will talk higher than they behave so we calibrate on behavior not what they say can you say that again? I love that. It's so important. Oh, it's a teach piece that we, it's a basic tenant of neuro-linguistic programming. People talk higher than they behave. And so you must calibrate on people's behavior. How you do anything is how you do everything. So people will tell you, oh, I'm great at social media or I'm great at uh, presenting to people and I'm great at whatever they tell you. And then you say, okay, let's try it. That's why we have the interview. <laughs> then, they, then we ask them how they did in the past or, or we see them do the job. And then we go, oh, honey, you're, you're, you're doing maybe not that kind of language because we're in business, but we're thinking that, oh dear, that's not what they said that they were going to be able to do. Calibrate on behavior, not what people say. Wow. So if we talk about marketing, the behavior gets really granular, such as having policies in place, like my team does, on email return time little things what does your signature look like how quickly are you returning that email are you proofing it are you, it's all those little tiny touch points and you think you're not doing it like whoever said they're not doing marketing they absolutely are they just don't know it so they're probably you know they're not being intentional which goes yeah. to when you how how you however you show up like I choose to show up I love wearing lipstick I I do that is that is me and I choose to stand here and I, I arrive on time and I there's certain things in my brand that are important or that my marketing and how I show up because I want to be the person that people trust when they're people tell me things in our sessions that they'll often follow with is I've never told anybody that before. And that's what we need to do in order to shift their mindset. We need to know some of the things that they've never told anybody. And so, however, I show up because I want people to trust me and the deepest, darkest secrets. I need, absolutely need to market that I am that trustworthy person. So I need to be consistent and reliable and trustworthy and approachable in my marketing. Same thing with uh, what you were talking about, Suzanne. You know, you work with people in a very intimate kind of close manner and so you you have to portray trust um, and confidence so that people feel comfortable uh, financial services companies they also they use colors that are serious to convey trust like we're gonna invest your money we're not just gonna be wild and crazy you can trust us so you know your perception of your brand has to really jive with what your customers want and expect otherwise you're gonna freak them out they're not gonna trust you uh, and yeah, they, they oh, might not stay or be attracted to you. So Suzanne, like if you, if all of your digital materials looked perfect and spot on and you got a whole bunch of get acquainted calls, but behind you during the zoom, it was a disaster, like dumpster fire. You're not going to close those. It, it's a okay. mismatch. Mm -hmm. So that is marketing. Absolutely. What behind you, that's your marketing. That is. And look at there's pink. There's a, yep. there's a tiara. There she is. There's the tiara over here. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's very, there's a money tree. The, the, the message that I have behind me is very deliberate and I'm going to attract certain people and not 
So for example, I had a, a session with somebody who is an engineer in mail. So, and he decided not to go with me, which is fine because he, he didn't feel like it was a fit for him. I respect that. And that's really the beauty of, of it all because there are so many different types of people. We, you have competitors, other people who do the same thing that you do, but the beauty is there's zillions of people in the world. They're all different. There's enough customers to go around. They resonate with different things. And so you're here to resonate with a certain audience, to speak their language, you know, to show them the tiara and the money tree, right? And bring them in. And, and that's the beauty of, um, really, there's so many people and it's, we all just want to connect with who, you know, the brand that feels right for us and our personality, you know? Right. I love that. So let's talk about the four P's of marketing again. So we've got, what is the first one? Product. Product. So the product or service that the person has, they need to know what that is. And I'm going to add, they need to have, a, or you, the person who's listening, you need to know at your core what you're best at. So you need to make sure that you've connected to your purpose and what your core genius is, so that you're getting that out into the world. Not something that somebody else told you that you need to do. So really go inside and connect and figure out what that is. So that's product or service. What's the next one? Price. Price. Oh, this is the fun one. Trying mm. to figure out what to price it. And you and I, we've all had conversations around, what do you think is the best price? We've gone out to ideal clients and said, what would you pay for this? And sometimes... In my view, it's a bit of a throw spaghetti on the wall and see what happens. What do you guys think about price? Price. So from my perspective, price is also a piece of positioning. So if I charge $99, I'm, I'm bargain, right? Oh, this must just be worth $99. If I charge, you know, 997, the value goes up and people think, hmm, you know, this is a, this is a fancier product, right? So if you, you want to reach a certain audience, it must be priced for their expectations and what they're willing to pay. So I've heard stories of people who had a product, priced it low, going to an audience that, you know, very price sensitive. And then they've taken the same product, quadrupled the price to a different audience that's used to paying those prices and they sell it. So it's about connecting with the expectations of your customers, something they see the value in and are willing to pay. So price is actually, it's more than just what will people pay. It's, it's really positioning, you know, what kind of product you are or service. Yeah. And Michelle, do you have any comments around price? Yeah, I actually love price. I use it as a differentiator. I heard some other podcast that said someone is going to be the most expensive. Why not you? I love so that. Now, a lot of times I open with, I can guarantee my proposal is going to be higher than everyone else's and it's higher for a reason. It's up to you if you want to find out that reason. And I have never lost a bid because of that. Wow. Where exactly highest, do you put that? Like, in the proposal. Where do you put that? The, I'm just out of interest. In the proposal. And I will talk to them on the phone when I'm doing my get acquainted because they'll start asking about pricing. And right. I'll just straight up say, I'm going to be the most expensive. And they love that I'm upfront about it because they don't feel like they're going to get nickel and dimed. Right. It's that I honesty, that. right? That's part of the brand. Well, you and I, Michelle, we've had a conversation around my pricing. And so my pricing is, um, so the work that people do with me is all about them. So my pricing is all about what they're willing to invest in themselves for their success. And quite frankly, I'm looking for people who are willing to invest in themselves because the more that they're willing to invest in themselves, 
the more that they will take action for their success and the more they'll show up and the better results that they have. It's, it's, I've seen it. I've discounted my prices. I've, I, in the past, I don't do it anymore. In the past, I've done for free, which I say to every single person up there, do not do. And the people who got it for free or at a severe discount did not get the same results for themselves that the people who invested. So pricing is really important. Okay. I'll get off my soapbox for that one. The next P (laughs) is place or how you, how or where you deliver your product or service. So if it's brick and mortar or if it's online. Got it. Right. Is that, is that, um, does it also, do we drill down into that to different platforms too of social media? Uh, That's going to be a more promotion unless you deliver on those. So if you have a Facebook group where you deliver part of your product, that goes into the place, right? That's where they're getting the stuff. It could be via email. It could be a brick and mortar actual office or store, or it could be via Zoom sessions, whatever that mode is. Yes. Yeah. And like, uh, this is a big problem for retail retailers, right? Because they're traditionally brick and mortar and they're trying to move online and some of them are really struggling to do that and make that shift but that's all part of marketing right how are their customers going to be able to get those products and services in this new medium like how do you bring them along and that's all part of marketing and with that shift let's just delve into that a little bit more because more and more retail organizations are going online and there are it's really interesting it's a mindset shift too because a lot of them are seeing it as a huge opportunity to offer their services worldwide now or their product worldwide while others are going, but I can't open my door right now. So therefore I can't make money. They're not seeing the bigger potential for themselves. Right. Go further on that. That's great. Talk about that. I'm I'm just really harsh on them. If marketing departments are doing their job, they should be thinking five, 10 years, 15 years down the line. They should be the first ones to raise their hand and say, Hey, CEO, just saying, you know, we now have 1% of sales online. Hey, you know, we're starting to see movement over here. We should invest more in our online technologies and the way we're engaging with our customers online. If they're not raising that flag first and years in advance, they're not doing their job. Marketing is a lot about data. Yeah. And future oriented. Absolutely. Knowing where it's, it's going. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Love that. And the last one, promotion. <laughs> well, promotion is what most people think as marketing. Mm-hmm. It's just the promotion part, but then not even that. They're, they usually, like me, think of one specific tactic slash channel as all of marketing, i.e. Instagram or my own blog, mm-hmm. right? Or my website. And so promotion is is so much bigger. I mean, look at all the different brands out there and how they promote their products and services. I mean, Michelle, what are some of the many examples of how you can promote your company? Oh my gosh. Uh, people always forget traditional. There's email, direct mail, there's billboards, traditional advertising, TV commercials, radio commercials. And now radio is not just radio, it's Pandora and Spotify. So online radio stations. Um, And then, of course, all the digital stuff that I work in all the time, it's emails, newsletters, um, online ads, social media, digital PR. PR has moved very digital now, so it's a different beast. All of that is part of promotion. And should we do it? Do we need to worry about all of them? You know, that's the other thing, isn't it? Do we worry about all? And that's what the thing is, is people say, oh, I need to get on. We were talking about somebody who's B2B and they have a belief that they need to get on a Facebook or Instagram or TikTok. 
Yep. Right. Does that make sense for them? Are their clients going to be there? Right. I always uh, drill down whenever a CEO or VP of marketing says, hey, we need to go do this. It's like, great, you have limited time and budget. Do you want me to shut off this thing over here that is bringing you millions of dollars a month to, for you to play on TikTok? Like, cause you're going to have to choose. Like there's a limited amount of levers you can pull. You can't pull them all unless you have unlimited budget and a huge staff. Like even big enterprise companies have limited digital marketing staff. So you really mm -hmm. have to be smart about which tools you're using and when. Years ago, I heard the term bullseye market, bullseye target market. And I absolutely loved it because it's where you spend your limited time. Everybody has a budget, even as you mentioned, Michelle, the big companies, everybody has a budget and we need to spend our limited time, resources and money in one, in a bullseye target. Now it doesn't mean that you're never going to attract other people, but it, you need to focus on that one area, that bullseye target. Yeah. I like to give clients a uh, parameters. I say, you're going to spend 80% of your time and money on the stuff that's working. You get 20% of play money. It's just like financial budgeting, right? You have to have a fun fund. Some that. money set aside where you just have guilt free. You can spend it on whatever the hell you want. So great. We're going to take 20% and we're going to play with it and we're going to test and we're going to do your little pet project. We're going to play with TikTok for 90 days. Doesn't work great. We're going to shut it off. We didn't lose anything. We budgeted for this test. I love this. So what recommendation would you have for people as they're thinking about what marketing is and what marketing is not? What would you like to get? What last piece of advice would you like to give people? Emma. Well, it's kind of just building on what Michelle just said and, and my sad tale of, uh, you know, laboring over blog articles that no one read. Um, look at what, know that marketing is more than just the one thing. It's all the things you do to get the word out about your business. What are the things that have actually resulted in business clients? That is marketing and focus on that and don't worry about all the other stuff. So uh, for me, my blogs weren't really working. And when I started to learn that speaking would work, every time I would do a workshop, I would get clients. I'm like, oh, this works. And hey, this is marketing too. So I would focus on that. So that's, that would be my advice. Love it. Michelle? Yeah. I, to piggyback on what Emma said, I'd start with those foundational elements and nail those. Like before I would ever do promotion, make sure your proposal template's nice. Are you emailing back? Like start with the basics and get that system working get your 80% functional and then start adding on more, nail mm -hmm. it and move to the next thing. Love that. And from a mindset perspective, I would say show up, put your face out there, start talking to people, let them know what you do because what you do has value and service in the world. If you've decided that you want to be an entrepreneur or you want to be in business or you want to offer your service or a product out in the world, start telling people. Thank you for listening to the Market Inside Out podcast with Suzanne Longstreet, Emma O'Brien, and Michelle Tressemer. Please like, subscribe, and share with your friends.